When the stuff hits the fan, they're going to look to you as a leader. And if you say, I am your leader, we're going to stitch together pizza boxes and make warm blankets, then you've lost credibility and you're completely ineffective. When disaster strikes, will you be prepared? This is Prepping 2.0 with authors and prepping experts, Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. Online at prepping2-0.com. Get ready. Prepping 2.0 coming in three, two, one. Welcome, everyone. This is Shelby Gallagher over here at Prepping 2.0, joined by my co-host on the show and co-host in life. In other words, Glenn is back. Nice to be back. We will talk about why I'm back and why I wasn't here. But first, I wanted to let you guys know it's that time of the year when we take stock of the past year and think about what we'd like to accomplish in the next year. Given that prepping is an ongoing series of improvements of ourselves and our ability to withstand whatever may be coming, preppers are especially benefited by the New Year's resolution mindset. In this show, we share our personal prepping New Year's resolution, New Year's resolutions, as well as those of our fabulous Patreon supporters. Sit back, enjoy, and get your mind thinking of things you can do. It is time for the sponsor superlative of the week. This is a superlative I pick and that Shelby weaves into talking about our sponsors. It changes every week. This week, it is awesome possum. And of course, possum is spelled with an O, O possum. It reminds me of the uh, children's alphabet book that I thought would be a good idea, in which it would be like O is for possum, K is for knife, um, uh, P is for pterodactyl. I thought it would be fun to to completely screw kids up (laughs) and get them messed up early on in life. Maybe it would take a lifetime of re-education to undo all the damage that my funny little sarcastic uh, alphabet book did but apparently no publishers no publishers taken that one no one's taken that one that's hilarious it is awesome opossum so i want to talk about and you've heard us allude to it for the last several weeks our brand new spanking new awesome opossum sponsored pro one water filters we did um, an unboxing of a filter they sent to us, and first because we wanted to try it before we right, suggested it. To right, right. We want to try these things, and that silly video has cost me five hours of my life that I'd really like to have back, and it never could render. Whenever I finished it and downloaded it, urch. so take our word for it. We love it. I am over on their website right now. Pro One Water Filters. They are by Pro the- One Water. Pro1USA.com. Yes, Pro1USA.com. They are going to be, by the time you hear this, they will be on our website, of course, under Friends and Affiliates. Here's what's really cool. Go over there right now, and they are having some pretty major holiday sales. And they're not just, you know, the filter, the big silver filter that sits on your counter. They are home filter system. They are portable filter system. They are shower filter system. The pitcher thing, too. The pitcher. They are really all-inclusive kind of... Really bomb diggity. I'm sorry, wrong one. Oh. Awesome opossum. Yes. Water filters. We totally are excited about them. We're totally excited to have them as a new sponsor. The reason of the week to be a Patreon is that you get to share your thoughts like you'll be hearing in this episode, because in this episode, Patreons are going to be sharing with us their New Year's resolutions. It's a great way to interact with the show, to be part of the show, get your name put on the show, you know, get to hear your name. That was always cool when I was a kid in the 70s and 80s, uh, rock radio, you know, you get your requests, you know, this goes out to Glenn Tate in Forks, Washington. Actually, there were no radio stations in Forks. The trees are too dense. Radio waves. I don't waves, think there is one there now. Yeah, radio waves can't go through the trees. It's, it's a very sad place. <laughs> so with that, Shelby, why don't you start with your single New Year's resolution of most importance to you? Well, you say single. Don't well, yeah, we're just going to do one at a time. Okay, so I, I'm going to jump back a little bit. One of my New Year's resolutions is stay warm. I encourage all of our folks to go over and check out our, our merch over on our website at prepping2-0.com under shop. Awesome hoodies, awesome hats. This is kind Are of, they awesome opossum? They are awesome opossum. This is kind of your last week to get them in time for um, Christmas gifts. So if you hear this, you're like, oh, I need to do that. Please jump over there and do that this week. But uh, I don't know about you where you are, but Western Montana has been and high, high, average high for the last month has been about 25. I have been wearing my I Miss America hoodie a lot. So, but to go to your question, Glenn, one of my New Year's resolutions, and I have more than one, and I've talked about it a little bit, 
is really, really, really getting my garden, greenhouse, and um, fenced garden humming this year. And I have to start working on that in February. And one of the projects that goes with that is a three-tiered composting system. I've really realized between the chickens and the animals on our property and um, waste gardening waste, whether it be dead plants or weeds or whatever, really need a place to compost. So we're going to do that this summer when it's not 20 degrees. Well, and I have a New Year's resolution. And before we talk about resolutions, we should talk about resolutions. Seems contradictory. Yeah. Oh, no, it's not. Resolutions in general. We are not suggesting that putting a writing down a New Year's resolution on a list is necessarily going to be a good thing. Really, you should have goals yeah. and, and goals are a better word, but people, you know, just commonly talk about New Year's resolutions. I know that when I was younger and I set out to change the world and go from being a poor kid to a rich lawyer, um, <clears throat> that I had really strict New Year's resolutions. There would be like eight of them at a time and they were really major ones and uh, uh, I could never keep them. And so we're not saying that these resolutions are hard and fast things. It's just a term people use really for goals. So we now we're big fans of goal setting. Oh, absolutely. We do them all the time. It's not yeah. it's not necessarily something we do on January 1st, right? Exactly. So my main New Year's resolution and this this will be anticlimactic. This will land with a giant thud. But it will have a huge impact. Yes, I need to organize all of our stuff. What? What do you mean? We've got stuff. Yes, we have stuff. We have no idea where it is. We have no idea where it is. <laughs> I mean, it could be under, you know, a uh, thousand pounds. And that's actually somewhat based on a true story of number 10 tins, tins, number 10 tins of chili. And so it's finding the stuff. We we relocated. We moved all of our stuff. We had a, a, a second move, an interim move to a rental place and then a move out of that. So we had really two moves. And... I don't know where my gun cleaning stuff is. I haven't been shooting in two years. Part of that's been health stuff. Part of it's been everything is a system. I don't want to go out shooting and then not know where my gun cleaning stuff is because that would be a tragedy. So you have to think these things out. So what are we going to do? We have our storage locations. We're going to organize them. This is a team effort with me and Shelby. Obviously, she's involved because we both need to know where stuff is. And it's a weird thing. We're not just making this up. Between the two of us, we come up with amazing ideas. Sometimes mm. they're mine, sometimes they're hers, sometimes they're a combination of the two. So she's an integral part of the the reorganizing system. And she's... Um, She's busy doing some career things right now that need to be done that are great that she's doing. And she will be freed in the spring. Plus, you've got the ambient air temperature, you know, say above freezing. It makes it a for whole For an lot extended period of time, not yeah. just for from two to three o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, exactly. It's got to be for like a day. Yeah. So um, that is is my goal. And, and it, it's emblematic of what we always say. Everything's a system. You can have all the stuff in the world. And if you don't know where it is, it doesn't do you any good. There's a flip side to that. And that is if SHTF happened tomorrow and let's say we have all the stuff we need, which isn't really true, but let's just say for the purposes of this story and illustration, um, the stuff that we have, but we can't currently locate, we would have all day, every day to find stuff and locate it because we wouldn't be doing our jobs because right. it would be SHTF. And so our job would be to find the gun cleaning materials in the previous example. And so, and a lot of this comes with not only finding stuff, but creating systems. I'm a huge fan. Shelby's like shaking her head. She thinks maybe I've got a bit of a psychological condition. I love organizing things for the sole purpose of being able to find stuff and the secondary purpose of not having to buy stuff over again. Yes. We have, you know what I'm going to say, dear? We have five drill bit sets. Yes, we do. Because whenever <laughs> I need to drill something, I can never find the drill bits. Is this a weakness in the um, the awesome Glenn and Shelby prepper extraordinaire narrative? Yes, it is. That would be a false narrative. We are not perfect. We we're normal people, but I want to emphasize organizing, even if it's not your bag, even if you just quote, remember where things are, please remember this. You may not be the one 
that needs to go find the gun, gun cleaning kit. You may have stepped on a rusty nail and you can't leave the house and you got to clean a gun and somebody needs to find the gun cleaning stuff. So please don't think of organizing as your own personal way to find stuff. The other thing I'll say is that the time you spend putting thought into organizing um, and say using different colored duct tape or different colored paracord, the 30 seconds it takes to come up with that system is going to save you 30 minutes at a time of looking for stuff. There is nothing worse than when you need something like drill bits and you have to spend a half an hour and go find it. Now, if you're retired and you have all the time in the world on your hands, maybe going on wild goose chases is like, like it's better than watching TV maybe. Okay. So, but if you have an active life and you have a lot of work to get done and in an SHTF situation, you're not going to have a half hour to spend looking for stuff that you could have easily organized. If you put a little bit of thought into it, go on to Amazon and yes, this is the duct tape and uh, paracord segment of the show. And organizing really. bins. And organizing bins, clear organizing bins that can handle the weight. You have to remember that you're going to be stacking them. You have to think of the weight. But back to duct tape and paracord, there are virtually an unlimited number of colors of both of them. Go on Amazon, look up duct tape. I bet you not that anyone's going to test me. Maybe someone will and put in the comments, uh, Patreon's comments to the show. I bet you, you could find a hundred different colors and or patterns of duct tape on Amazon. Have stuff down like that. And the same with paracord. I, I have a paracord system that has saved me so much time. So that is my New Year's resolution is to organize stuff with a little bit of commentary on the importance of organizing. So, and I want to add to your commentary. Can I do that? Please Mr. do. Day? Well, first of all, I want to give a... Uh, awesome Opossum shout out to our awesome sponsors. Um, you can find all of them at prepping2-0.com at our website. Click on friends and affiliates and over there you will find Forever Apparel. Great folks. They are um, putting out a line of Prepping 2.0 products for us. Jared Savick. You can find him at redstaterealtors.com and um, redstate-realtors.com redstate-realtors. I'm going to yes, say it realtors. correct. Yes, realtors. Gosh, the... That's got the shame. The shame I have felt for that. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying, folks. Woo! You can find them on our website or at redstate-realtors.com. Katie Armour, come and take it. Um, they specialize in body armor. Backwoods Home Magazine. Oh my gosh, this uh, episode. You can make your New Year's goals based on that magazine. I love it. New Man of Foods, Minuteman Coffee. Yes, I'm talking so fast, you know I'm drinking it. EMP Shield. Paul Burke, he's an Idaho realtor that helps first responders and preppers find awesome properties in Idaho. You can find him at firstresponsibility.com, powered by Fathom Realty. Of course, every single one of these people, because they said this so fast. You can find it prepping2-0.com. Click on friends and affiliates. So I wanted to add to this really quick. Here's the here's what's frustrating I think about our where we are currently. When we moved in and got everything moved in and our Patreons got to see this up close and personal when they visited last September. We got everything in the door and the door closed. Mm -hmm. And there are things that off the top of my head, I know where they're at because I saw them as that as they were being moved hmm. around, like gun cleaning supplies. I know where those are at, but some of them, right? But they're not organized. So just because I know where they're at, that doesn't help Glenn. Um, and but one thing I did do: if you are in the process of moving in our house in our living quarters, it did not come out of a box unless I could put it away organized. In other words, it's not going to get thrown in a closet to be, for, the box isn't going to get shoved in a closet. It got taken out of the box, put away organized. So our home, yes. our daily day home. Day-to-day stuff. And I think you would agree, mm -hmm. got organized. Yes, very much did, so. Did it take time? So we need to take that same mentality of organizing. And there's tons of pages, tons of YouTube channels, tons of how to organize things really well that fit you over in the YouTube video world. And we'll be doing that for our things this summer. Before we get into our first Patreon uh, uh, New Year's resolution, I wanted to address my presence here on the show. I was absent last week. I listened to the show, of course, and Shelby did a great explanation of what was wrong with me, past tense. Um, had a detaching retina, had eye surgery. 
I want uh, people to take a moment and think about what is involved in eye surgery. It is a needle and a teeny little scalpel and lasers and nitrogen gas and a so-called buckle, which is basically a Band-Aid that goes on your eyeball. How do they get to your eyeball? Uh, they open your eye up really wide and they stick a needle in to do some painkiller stuff. Um, thank God I was on sedatives because uh, I was a little nervous going into this. I don't know if I want you to, you know, imagine what it's like to have eye surgery. It is unpleasant. Um, have a lot of confidence in the surgeon. Uh, yesterday I had the one week post-op report and things are healing normally, which is all they know at this point. I still can't really see out of my left eye. Um, and I heard Shelby describe how catching this early is really important. 100% agree and encourage, especially guys, because we seem to be the ones that are stubborn and don't go to the doctor's office. That's certainly true of me. So I'm I'm over it, by the way. <laughs> oh, I'm over it. So and and I think that played out by me mm -hmm. actually going to the eye doctor when I you know quote had important client business to take care of, and I said no, I'm taking the afternoon off and going to take care of myself. So anyway, I can kind of see I'm basically currently largely blind in one eye. And uh, so everything is kind of two dimensional instead of three dimensional, which is an issue. So I'm very glad to be back. Thank you for your prayers. There were a bunch of them as usual. You can always count on prepping 2.0 uh, listeners for tons and tons of prayers, which is what matters. So it is proceeding apace. Um, the, the procedure has an 85% success rate. So if I'm in the normal range of that procedure, I should be just fine. I'll tell you what, priorities, I mean, I've had a lot of priority uh, resettings past couple years. I now really appreciate full vision, which is something that cannot be replaced. So I want to add to that, um, as many of you remember the last couple weeks, especially last week, as I've asked for prayer, two things I asked for, I asked for good recovery, complete recovery. We're working on that. The, the follow-up appointment says everything's on track and doing well and no complications. And so far that is the case. So we want to praise God for that and keep asking for continued prayers on that. And I think we can all agree. I said this on one of our live feeds. God wants you to stick around, Mr. Tate. There's a plan for him on this earth. And we're going to keep working on keeping him going. But to add to that, though, too, um, retina surgery, this kind of surgery, I said this last week, and the, the surgeon said this, this is the most invasive eye surgery they, there is. So Glenn will next year be getting a lens replacement surgery to correct his vision. This ailment that he had this last week, kind of the doctor's exact words, puts you to the front of the line for that. Mm -hmm. This That, me, Shelby, having had that procedure, will be a walk in the park compared <laughs> to what he just went through with this surgery. So please don't be afraid of it. Your vision is worth it. So um, anyway, so we're going to just keep right on our topic here. We got a few more minutes before you have to take a break. Glenn, do you want to jump into your, what are, do we, oh, we're going to jump into our Patreon. Our first Patreon. So this is a nice little perk about being a Patreon supporter is you get to basically be a guest on the show. So Terry L is our first person, and I believe Terry is a is a she Terry. I, looking at the profile picture there, and she has two in a row. So I'm going to read them, and she brings up a good point that we brought up earlier: resolutions, goals, whatever, call it what you want. But I do agree with her. Um, she says I do not set resolutions; I set goals. Resolutions are made to be broken. I agree. So do set something that you know you can accomplish. She says goals are set to achieve, even if it takes more than a year. Amen, sister. She says, some of my goals are learning the old ways of baking, canning, and preserving, gardening with success, purging stuff, and becoming a minimalist. Of course, staying active while at my 70s, while in my 70s is the number one goal. Good job, Terry. Yeah, let's unpack those. Yes. Let's see. Um, baking, canning, and preserving. We've talked a lot about that. And by the way, this is something that men should know how to do, too. Absolutely. I've told you guys the story about how... I apparently was a much more attractive man when I was buying canning supplies, according to the, <laughs> the ladies who were like, oh, he cans. Mm. Uh, yes, I can. Get it? That's funny. Um, so anyway, yeah, that is a great skill to have. It is something that you're going to need when the supply lines of processed food that we currently re rely on are disrupted. So I want to add one of my other goals because it marries right into the, Terry's uh 
goal as well as the next one. One of the things that um, at the, the Patreon event, I always talk about it, that I talk about the ladies that kind of just took a little nature walk around our property and found all the amazing naturally growing medicinal plants that grow naturally on our property. I wasn't able to, because of all the reasons I've already explained, could not meaningfully harvest any of those um, this year. Next year, that's going to be a different story. I will be foraging and I will be creating a natural medicine cabinet, um, which I think in this day and age is something we need to do. So yes. So I also encourage people, where you wherever you live, find, some, find a park, find a nature area where you can kind of go forage and see what you can forage for. Here's what's nice about foraging items. You don't have to prune it. You don't have to weed it. You don't, nature takes care of it for you. You just need to pick the fruit. So she mentions gardening with success. We've talked about the learning curve on gardening. And I think it's very appropriate, Terry, that a goal of yours is gardening with success. And yes. as you know, we're big fans of skills, mindset, yes. skill set, tool set in that order. Yes. And so gardening with success, purging stuff and becoming a minimalist. Holy smokes. That is so true. And by the way, when, when I, reorganize things. Well, when we reorganize stuff, there's going to be a fair amount of purging. There are some things that you needed at one time that you don't need now. Right. And and don't get even in the soft hoarder mindset. Nope. By soft hoarder, I mean, yeah, it's not really hoarding. You're not like the crazy cat lady, but you've still got stuff that you're holding on to just because you have it. It, this isn't, we don't live in the depression. Now we're heading towards the depression. So don't get me wrong. We're going to have to adapt. But you don't have to keep that tinfoil necessarily right. um, that's that, you know, that that chicken came in three years ago or something like that. <laughs> I mean, it's important. And, and this is a serious and there's a balance there. It's mental a, health yes. thing when it comes to people that have the concerns that preppers have. They, we have to have a reason why we prepare and we are concerned that stuff will be disrupted and that there won't be stuff and that by taking very minimal precautions now, we can't, for example, buying a water filter so you don't die of dehydration, um, that you can make it through. So all of that is still valid, but just as Shelby said, keep the balance going. Yeah. Um, we don't want to encourage hoarding because let's be honest, true hoarding, whatever that definition means to you, is a mental illness. It's not balanced no, at all. It's not good. It dry, it's, it's bad for you. Uh, it's not really effective prepping, by no. the way. You should have a resilient way to generate stuff, whether that's trading because you have a skill or storing things or whatever it may be. And also, it drives away friends and family, which in and of itself is bad. But on top of that, just the pure prepping aspect of it, when you have no credibility with people because you're keeping 100 pizza boxes because that's how you're going uh, to turn them into blankets or something. I don't know what your thing is. <laughs> That, that you lose credibility with right. those around you and you're not persuading them to prep. You're not being a leader because when the stuff hits the fan, they're going to look to you as a leader. And if you say, I am your leader, we're going to stitch together pizza boxes and make warm blankets, then you've lost credibility and you're completely ineffective. So, and let me add to that though, that doesn't mean you have to throw these things out. Some of these things are outdated, like there's some outdated, you know, technology has, has picked up that you can give those away. Oh, you yeah. can, you, those can be things that you can donate or give away, certainly. But um, yeah, so um, we have so much. We've only gone through the first three here, Mr. Tate. Jeez. So um, folks, be sure to join us on the other side of the break. We're going to keep going through our Patreons and color and, you know, filling in with our color, with commentary, our color commentary, because we're which good is, at that. Which is why you listen. So be I sure, mean, you yeah, know, absolutely. let's be honest. So join us on the other side of the break for more of Prepper New Year's resolutions. Don't go away. More of Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher is coming right up. Hear all our previous shows free online at prepping2-0.com. In a tactical situation, your AR is your life. Gibbs Arms makes a sweet feature, the only side charger that can use a standard bolt carrier group with no modification. Gibbs makes them in 9mm, 5.56, and 308. In fact, Gibbs Arms has been granted eight patents for unique innovations. The company started back in 2008 when two Boeing engineers realized no one else made what they wanted. Take a look at their website and see all the ways Gibbs Arms can help you mod your AR. Gibbs with a Z, arms.com. That's G-I-B-B-Z-A-R-M-S.com. 
When the grid goes down, darkness will descend fast. Used to be there was nothing you could do about an EMP, electromagnetic pulse, or CME, coronal mass ejection. Now you can protect your electronics, protect your family, thanks to EMP Shield. EMP Shield invented a simple to install device that prevents whatever's connected to it from frying in an EMP or a CME, and it costs just a few hundred dollars. EMP Shield has been tested by independent laboratories and passed muster with the government, which has ordered lots of them. Google EMP Shield and see for yourself. And save some money. Get a $50 discount per device. Go to prepping2-o.com. Click on the Friends and Affiliates page, then click on the EMP Shield logo. At checkout, use coupon code PREPPING2.0. It's all one word. Shelby Gallagher here. We found that you need to layer your food preps. Yeah, this is Glenn Tate here. A lot of times the hardest part of layering is the long-term foods. We love Numana foods, which have a 25-year shelf life and are non-GMO. Also, organic meals are available. Numana comes in family-style portions and in bulk. This is not backpacking food. It's family meals that last for at least 25 years. The perfect freeze-dried part of your food layering. You can get a sample of Numana meals for $19.95 and see for yourself. You will be amazed. Prepping 2.0 listeners get a 10% discount by entering the code PREP. Go to Numana.com or click the link on the Prepping 2.0 website. Give it a try. Numana.com. That is N-U-M-A-N-N-A.com. PrepperNet, where preppers unite. Looking to meet other like-minded people in your area? Looking to start your own prepper group? Already have a group? Join PrepperNet.com. PrepperNet has gathered the biggest names in the industry to help unite preppers everywhere. Join John Jacob Schmidt, Scott Hunt, Dr. Bones and Nurse Amy, Glenn Tate, Shelby Gallagher, Charlie Hogwood, Samuel Culper, Survivor Jane, Rick Austin, Franklin Horton, Ryan Mitchell, and Brian Duff. Our team is united. Check us out at PrepperNet. PrepperNet, where preppers unite. PrepperNet.com. Prepping 2.0 is about that next level of prepping. One of the key 2.0 items to have is bulletproof body armor plates. I used to think body armor was too tactical for a regular guy like me, but it isn't. Give yourself, your family, and your team an unfair advantage when bullets are flying. Body armor used to be expensive and hard to get. Not anymore. KD Armor, and that stands for come and take it, makes solid and affordable body armor for normal people. Get body armor while you can. The clowns in Congress are trying to prohibit future sales. KD Armor is the place to get it. C-A-T-I-Armor.com. Prepping 2.0 listeners get a 10% discount when you use the coupon code GRANT. Now, more of Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. Thanks for rejoining us, folks. We're just getting started with our discussion of prepper New Year's resolutions or goals. It's that time of the year when we take stock of the past year and think about what we'd like to accomplish in the next year. Given that prepping is an ongoing series of improvements of ourselves and our ability to withstand whatever may be coming, preppers are especially benefited by the New Year's resolution mindset. In this show, we share our personal prepping New Year's resolution, New Year's resolutions, as well as those of our fabulous Patreon supporters. Sit back, enjoy, and get your mind thinking of things you can do. So, um, but... Speaking of the lightning round, which Shelby was about to speak about. I I stopped myself. In the after show, she was going to tell you to listen to the after show. In the after show, we have a new feature called the lightning round. And it's where when we have a guest, I ask the guest five completely random. And when I say random, I mean random. Random questions, things like, uh, you know, mayonnaise or Miracle Whip. The obvious answer is mayonnaise. Miracle Whip (laughs) is the devil's sauce. So... We, we ask all kinds of stuff. It's fun and lively. But when we don't have a guest, I ask Shelby the lightning round questions. And I have no idea what they you are. You have no idea what they are. And we're introducing into the lightning round something that I think you're going to find hilarious and definitely worth your time to listen to. It's a little quiz we call Dead or Canadian. Or both. That, or both. That is, I say a name of a person, like a celebrity, and you have to say whether they're dead or Canadian, or both. And I'm telling you what, it's hilarious. Dead or Canadian 
is hilarious because people that you think are dead just because you haven't heard from them might actually be alive, alive. but they're just Canadians, so nobody wants to hear what they have to say. Well, and we're going to continue the discussion of um, what we've been talking about the last few weeks in the after show that we shan't ever talk about in the regular show. And of course, we will finish out all of our Patreon New Year's resolutions if we don't get through all of them in the regular show. So much to listen to today. So much. We have a very, very rich and meaty after show. Robust. Robust. So there you go. Gibbs Arms. I want to tell you guys about Gibbs Arms. They make a side charger drop-in for AR platform firearms. That's amazing. It's really cool. Go to Gibbs Arms, G-I-B-B-Z, arms.com, or their YouTube channel. You kind of got to see this to understand why it's so cool. Their YouTube channel, surprisingly enough, is named Gibbs Arms, G-I-B-B-Z. We're doing a swag giveaway. They were so cool. They sent us all kinds of cool swag. And the way, the way to enter into this is to send an email to Shelby at shelbygallagher321 at Gmail. Put Gibbs, G-I-B-B-Z, in the subject line, and you get in a drawing to win some swag. This week's winner is Ranger Adventures, not his or her real name on his or her birth certificate, I'm guessing. So, Ranger Adventures, you need to uh, reply to the email that Shelby sent you. And That's really key. You yeah, gotta let me you gotta, know. We, we don't know where to send it to you. We could send swag from Gibbs Arms to every household in the United States no, of America. We can't, though. No, because I don't think... can't even do that. No, I mean, yeah, they're well they're well capitalized, but not that well no, capitalized. No, no, no. So, and, and I'm sad. I, um, the person last week, I reached out to them a couple of weeks, a couple times this week, and they never replied back. So we're, we don't want to keep this swag laying around. We want to get out yeah. to people. So be we sure want to circulate the swag. Exactly. So be sure to reply to me, so I know where to send it and try to get you the size you want. We have so many new listeners. Any given episode, we um, need to tell you about. Go ahead. Yes, the archive episode of the week, in which we go back in time and we we uh, describe episodes in the past that are awesome this week's archive episode of the week is episode 29 which is hilarious excuses for not prepping you guys this what is funny a barn burner <laughs> we had and this was back in the old days before we had patreons we just had listener emails and so we uh we had them give us things excuses they've heard or excuses they've told themselves about why not to prep absolutely hilarious well Shelby now will go into our next Patreon response. Absolutely. So want to jump in here and um, uh, Ben Wheeler. We love Ben. Hi, Ben. He says what's just really all of us can do, add more canned food like soups and pre-made meals that just need to be heated, improve water storage, add a garden for food production, possibly chickens and rabbits for protein. Boom. There you go. If you do that this year, even if all you do is add canned food, a lot of it, especially um, before it gets even more expensive, you're ahead of the game. If you get a water filter and get everything ready to to treat water, you're good. Um, getting some sort of food production going, you're good. These are all just solid things. So um, any thoughts on that, Glenn? Can't you can't beat that? I mean, it it's a classic way to to take care of things. Store bought, commercially available canned food, soups and pre made meals, last forever. Functionally, yeah. practically last forever. They, there's no there's other no ingredients. We've we've covered this in Food Preps 2.0. We've done four episodes with that in the title. Go ahead and search it on the interwebs. And um, water storage. You know we're huge fans of water yes. storage. A garden, we've talked about that. Chickens and rabbits, yeah, can't go wrong. So our next person is Jim Toby. He has um, quite a list here. But let me ju- let me jump back, actually, to Ben Wheeler. Um, I am going to just point out, for those of us who have been kind of Costco shoppers of canned foods, we all remember back during um, the COVID days, because Costco was kind of a place you get canned goods. The only thing you could find on canned goods at Costco was maybe some tomato sauce and maybe some black beans. Oh, my, have times changed. Yes. They have revamped up their canned goods. So their soups and their prepared foods, their chill, all of those things have, are starting to trickle back. So, um, and then you can buy them in a flat. So there you go. I'd like to address the prepper shame of prepping with canned foods. What are you talking about, Glenn? Prepper shame. Is that even a thing? Yeah, it's a thing. It kind of is. Yeah. There are folks out there with whom we disagree. uh, Respectfully. Respectfully, who kind of think it's 
cheating or not being all in or it's being insufficient to have canned foods and soups and pre-made meals because what you need to do is you need to have a thousand acre bison ranch and uh, <laughs> round up your own bison and have, you know, bison kebabs instead of relying on canned food and soups and pre-meals. It's only relying if you need it at the time. If you have it and it satisfies a need you have, you're not reliant on it. The, and you should take advantage of the current situation that we have where canned foods, uh, for example, are relative, I mean, readily available um, and that they're relatively inexpensive. Why in the world would you hinder yourself and hobble yourself just to be like a Puritan? It makes no right. sense. Take every advantage of, of technology. Have, have your uh, mutual assistance group on a group text, for example. And now, can you rely on that when the phone system goes down? No, you cannot. However, use it now to do things. There's, there's no shame in using modern stuff in order to be a better prepper. Nope. No shame whatsoever. Here's the thing. And canned goods, let's just boil it right down. Canned goods, specifically ones that don't have pull tops, fastest, easiest way to get food set aside. Fast, easy. Oh, yeah. It's a trip to the store. Boom, done. And and you know what word I'm going to say, longtime listeners? Layering. Yep. Layering. You have to layer these things. Yes, have a thousand acre bison ranch if you can. That's cool. A um, little out of, outside of our capability. Even though we live in Montana, you'd think there are a thousand, thousand acre bison ranges everywhere, but no, they're not. So have some canned food, have, some, have a garden, do all these things you do layering wise because it's all good. It all counts. Yeah. Food is food, no matter how it was acquired, except if you steal it, then that's bad. That's a bad thing. All right. So Jim Toby says, um, so let me ask you this, Glenn. I'm going to read most of these because you- Yeah, got, I kind of can't see yes. them. <laughs> so Jim Toby says, finish writing to garage. I think he means wiring. Finish wiring to garage from Solar Shack so I can run freezers on solar. Whew, that's a big goal. Mm -hmm. If all Jim Toby does is get that done in 2023, good on you. But he has a longer list. Double battery bank for solar. Organized medication, medical preps. Yes. Inventory and organized security preps. Sound familiar? Sound mm -hmm. familiar? Organizing. Inventory and prioritize for circulation food preps. F-I-F-O. What does that mean? First in, first out. First in, first out. Got it. Maintain and upgrade vehicle preps. Boom. Should always be doing that. Replace chimney on main house fireplace. Ooh. Yeah. That might be a 23, 24. Mm -hmm. That's a big, that's a big one. Keep storing and rotating food. Yeah. Some of these things are just ongoing and some of them, he's got some big goals and I, and all, all of these things need to be done. I get it. Good luck. Jim, give yourself grace if you don't make it. Exactly. And uh, well, I kind of wanted to touch on a couple of these things um, because he raises such important points. Number one, running freezers on solar. We had a two-part uh, series of episodes with the solar guy, Greg Engel. And he gave us some realistic numbers about what it takes solar panel wise, but more importantly, battery bank wise to run freezers. It's, a, it's certainly a worthy goal. And freezers don't have to run 24 hours a day to maintain their freezer. Oh, they certainly don't here in Western Montana. Yeah, exactly. The outdoor temperature is colder than a freezer. Yeah. In, in fact, in Montana, when you want to keep something warm, seriously, put it in the refrigerator. Yeah. An outside refrigerator, like in your garage, if you want something to to stay 35 degrees, put it in the fridge because then it won't freeze hard. Double battery bank for solar, good on you. That's the thing with solar. It all comes down to battery capacity. That's pretty much it. That's yep. what you, just to summarize two episodes with Greg Engel, it's all about batteries. It's all about batteries, yep. Um, inventory and organize, good stuff. Uh, FIFO, first in, first out, food preps. That is something that, that we lack. That is a weakness of ours. Yes. We have a bunch of food. And we don't really use it daily. Um, we could probably do better than that. But see, we have to organize. It has to be accessible. You can't lift um, seven or eight Costco tubs, each one that weighs 100 pounds, just to find a can of uh, chili. Not practical. Well, and and then there's the difference for us. There's pantry stuff, which is stuff I use fairly regularly that I keep in the pantry and I kind of first in, first out. But then there's all the, the in-between stuff. It's in-between prepping and it's in-between pantry. So, mm -hmm. yeah, there's so we're partway there. You know, we're getting there. So, 
Shall we go on to Rochelle? Yes. Rochelle says, three months freeze-dry food ASAP. I just bought a harvest right and we'll have that thing running all of January. Good on you. We could not be more supportive of you getting a harvest right food freeze dryer. We are huge fans. Uh, We did an episode on it a couple years ago. Just search for prepping2-0.com harvest harvest right right, and you'll find it. They are magnificent, magnificent machines. And we would love them so much. We are affiliates of theirs. So if you are considering buying one, go over to our friends and affiliates page and go through that link. And not going to lie, it's one of the ways you can support us. We get a few bucks when you make a purchase. It doesn't cost you anymore. Nope. And you're going to get all the deals. And this is the time of year where they're kind of doing deals. Exactly. And and one of the cool things about food freeze dryers, if you haven't heard our our, our food preps 2.0 shows, is that Freeze dryers are great for preserving. I mean, really preserving, really preserving, like perfectly preserving a bounty that you may have. It may be a bunch of apples on your tree. It may be deer meat. It may be whatever it is. It could be medicinal herbs. Yeah. Yeah. Those are good too. And so it's really the best way, I think, to preserve, practically speaking, to preserve a bounty of things. Yes, you could home can those peaches. Uh, it takes up a lot of space, takes up a lot of energy, takes up a lot of jars. They could break if there's an earthquake. There are a million advantages. There's only one disadvantage to freeze drying, and that is the cost. It's three, four thousand bucks, you know, for right. a food freeze dryer. But if you know you've got a bounty of food, that's the key. Then I think it starts to pencil out because it makes no sense to buy canned chili and food freeze dry. Keep the canned chili in a can and food freeze dry all of your your apples and your uh, eggs. It's a great oh way. Gosh, I mean, yes. how else how else are you going to deal with the egg production of twenty five chickens other than scrambling up the eggs and food freeze drying? I keep saying food freeze drying. I should just say freeze dry. Yep. So and think about this too, because always one of the costs with a food freeze dryer is the cost. It's that's the one. Uh, that's the cost. It's the startup cost. The startup cost Purchase is price. a little bit gut wrenching. Especially with the cost of food going up like it is these days, the ability to get to the point where it is paying for itself comes faster. So we can't we can't say it enough. We're excited. I actually have a couple of teenagers that are going to move mine for me, so they can we can start getting ours up and it's running. Part of the reorganizing <clears throat> thing, and with it, by the way, everything being a system yes. and all, with it, we are putting our food freezer. Yes, we have two. Some of you have heard the funny story about three weeks after we bit the bullet. Oh, one week. Yeah, one week after we bit the bullet and bought a expensive that food bullet freeze dryer. Where you're going, ooh, thirty yeah. four hundred dollars. Yeah. Then somebody said, Oh, I got a food freeze dryer. You want it? I was like, Where were you a week ago? <laughs> so, so we don't we have two yes. food freeze dryers because we're trying to show off. It's it's kind of actually embarrassing, like what dopes we are. Well, we'll take them. Yeah, we'll if take somebody them. offers you a free one, take it. Yes, yes, I'll take Absolutely. it. Thank you so much. That's but awesome. we have to we have to rewire the garage to yeah. allow it to basically draw the increased amount of energy yeah. that is required to run a food freeze dryer. Everything's a system. You can't mm-hmm. just say, I'm going to get a food freeze dryer and I'm going to plug it into this little socket, you know, where I have all my Christmas tree lights in. Uh, it's not going to work. Nope. So I'm going to jump to the next person, Kathy Blanchard. I got to watch the time here. Kathy Blanchard says, we have an ongoing to-do list. Amen. Good. Do it. Improve rainwater collection. Awesome. Add to homemade dehydrated meal jars. Awesome. Continue to organize cycle long-term food preps. Awesome. Set up solar. Practice with firearms and communications. Working on improving homestead. Thoughts, Glenn? That is a great general list of the major things that that you should be thinking about. And I love how Kathy isn't saying, oh my goodness, I can only do one. I mean, this this is a thing you have to do when you're a prepper and you have to be ready to survive when things are disrupted or gone. You can't just focus on one thing. You have to be a generalist. You have to say, I don't know anything about electricity, for example. I'm going to learn some stuff about solar generators. You have to learn about water treatment. You have to learn about all these different things. You can't stay in your comfort zone. And a classic example of staying in your comfort zone that we have criticized before are people that so- focus solely 
on field craft and, and wilderness stuff and, and making fire out of two wet rocks or whatever they do. And it, it's great. And, and you might be really into it. And it's a good thing to know. There's no question. It's a great thing to know, but you have to be diversified. Think of all the things that you need and need to buy and all the services and all the skills you rely on the outside world for. There are hundreds of things. Now you can't learn hundreds of things, but you can learn the basics of quite a few of them and you can network with people who may know some of the things you don't know. That's how you have to think about this. You can't replace it. I remember one time I was in a in a Home Depot and I was in a in a very strong prepping mood and I actually had the following completely stupid thought. So yes, this show is a great uh, way for me to make fun <laughs> of myself, um, self-deprecating humor. I actually had the thought run through my mind. I should just buy one of everything in here. That is the most idiotic thing. What am I going to build a Home Depot like and, and warehouse like bags of cement? It would be cool to have all that stuff, but you just can't do it. So you have to come up with skills. You have to figure out who has cement, who knows how to do masonry, blah, blah, blah. So I love the broad and very comprehensive scope of Kathy's goals. Awesome. I do too. And and to me, they're kind of those goals that are ongoing, like you were just saying. So Roy W. says, several prep-related resolutions for 2023, and he's got bullet points. Rework the chicken coop and get new chicks already ordered. Improve in inventory control across the board for everything. Boom. We've talked about that. Um, take two skill improvement classes. Not sure of topics yet. Ooh, I like that. Mm -hmm. uh, continue physical conditioning. Lost 20 pounds in 2022 so far. Need to lose another 30. Good on you. Explore getting meat rabbits. Thoughts? And then I'm going to let you have some thoughts. Can I have some thoughts? Sure. Um, I'm going to focus on uh, improving inventory control across the board for everything. One of the points that Roy makes is that inventory control applies to everything. And I want to echo that and amplify that because it is so key. I, for one, thought for the longest time that inventory control was basically for food. Like, uh, what's the, uh, what, not the expiration date, because that really doesn't matter. When did I purchase this rice? I need to know when I purchased it, right? Well, it applies to everything. It applies to ammunition. It applies to fuel, because fuel, even with Stabil, S-T-A-B-I-L, which is a fuel additive, or seafoam, I guess, you could use that too. That's a product. Uh, it's not like foam from the ocean, right? It's, you know, a product. So you can stabilize gas, having even a minimal thing like a painter's tape that has the month and the year mm -hmm. of when you filled up that gas can. Just a million things need to be inventory, not necessarily to know all the stuff you have, although that is important. I actually think it's a secondary importance. Yeah. I think the main importance is information about whatever it is that you have stored. So you can use the oldest gas first. You cannot use gas that's too old. All the information you glean from having even a rudimentary painter's tape and Sharpie uh, inventory system and then keeping track of what you have, which could be really important when it comes to barter. Uh, you may forget that you have stuff if you don't have it on an inventory that shows that you have it. And so that is awesome. Physical conditioning, one of our very first episodes was Prepper Fit. And we did, it was a great episode. It was in our early days. And we we talked about how you need to be fit enough to do all the stuff you're going to need to do when stuff falls apart. We, we talked a lot about chopping wood, for example, and walking places instead of driving places. You don't have to be ultra fit. You need to be prepper fit. And uh, most Americans, you know, me included, could could lose a few pounds. It's, it's a thing. And I hope nobody out there, I haven't seen this in quite a while. It's been about 10 years since I saw this on on social media, where people actually said, I'm going to stay fat because when the food runs out, I've got a reserve tank, meaning they're going to live off their, their, their fat. Uh, that's, that's kind of cheeky and clever and funny and it's kind of ha ha funny, but it's uh, health wise, really not a thing because you're going to have to move and you're going to get tired. I can tell you, I've never been in combat. Thank goodness. I hope I never am. But the simulated combat I've been in, in training with the team it's unbelievable in two minutes how you can get completely tanked and just completely worn out from doing 
extremely heavy physical activity for even a short period of time, dragging your buddy who's been simulated shot. Um, it's unbelievable how tired you get. And there are a lot of people, police will tell you this when they do chases, a lot of times people will just give up because they're tired. And and you don't want to give up to a motorcycle gang, for example, because you're tired when you could have been you know, slowly physically conditioning yourself. So there you go. What are your thoughts, Shelby? Well, I love, of course, that he's doing the reworking the chicken coop. I'll tell you what, if you have chickens, you're always reworking that thing, making it so that it's it, it's good for them. You're getting maximum production and it's good for you so that you're not having to always fix stuff. Um, and he's getting new chicks. One of the things that I've toyed with for next year, I'm not quite there yet, is getting some meat birds. <clears throat> And it's not, I'm not going to go out and get a hundred meat birds. There's no way I would get about 10 to try the experiment. But one thing I've learned so far being in Western Montana, the cold, mm -hmm. we have gone through a month of, again, average temperature about 25. I have a rooster that has some frostbite right now. Um, they're starting to kind of get used to the cold. They've had to put, you know, some, uh, some heating elements and I've had to really work on keeping water thawed. So reworking things so that it works correctly. I don't want to start adding more to that pile until I've got this worked out well. So these are all the, you know, things that you're always working on. So let's go. We only have a couple minutes. So let's do this um, last one before we take it over into the after show, Mr. Glenn. Kelly says work on gardening. Yep. Start some seeds early. Yes. Try a couple of new plants. I always add a couple of every year for fun more home cooking and much less from the store repair our shop maybe get a dog organize more in-person classes homesteading herb security etc another well-rounded group of topics yeah i think this is this is fabulous yep. um especially i you know the home cooking thing that's a great way to take control of your your food and your family and your budget. I mean, there's no downside to more home cooking. Well, I, I just think about it. I went out to dinner with a girlfriend this last week and I, this is the cost. I, I ordered an appetizer. I ordered some wings and a diet soda <laughs> or pop, whoever you want to argue with. 15 bucks. Mm -hmm. That's so when she says more home cooking and much less from the store. See, I could go to the store and honestly, or I could go, I can take 15 bucks and buy about five chickens and really do wings. You know what I mean? So yeah, I, there's, when you think about taking your money out of the food chain, um, supply chain, that's kind of what we're talking about. So that's an example. So we're going to take it into the after show. Any final thoughts though, before we say goodbye, Mr. Tate? I really encourage people to listen to the after show because I got to tell you, I absolutely love the lightning round. It is so much fun preparing the lightning round. And it's, it's a joy because imagine this, you know, you get to ask your wife five questions that, she, you know, she has no idea what, what's coming and it's funny and it, it kind of livens things up. And also in the after show, Shelby will continue talking about a topic that we can't talk about on our, the regular show because we might get deplatformed. So there you go. There you go. So folks, as we always say every week, and it always applies so much every week, from Benjamin Franklin, failing to prepare is preparing to fail. Have a great week, everyone. You've been listening to Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. All the information you've heard today, including all our previous shows, is online at prepping2-0.com. Find out more about Glenn's books at 299days.com and Shelby's books at agreatstate.com. Until next time, be smart, be safe, and be prepared.